It is Wednesday the 11th of September. I'm your host Ryan Kier and this is the Quantum Cast. Okay, so we've got a different style of an episode planned for today. We have final results from Galliford Tri PLC, a company that actually was uh, going to merge their buildings management business with, I think it was Bovis Homes, and then UK Oil and Gas, and then 88 Energy PLC to finish with. But we're going to also have a look at a potential trade opportunity in Metro Bank PLC, a company that I actually opened or intend on opening along in later today. But it depends if this can break the resistance that is ahead. Okay, so to begin with Galliford Tri PLC, this company has reported revenue down from its 2018 full year revenue. We can see 2.86 billion pounds versus a previous 3.1 billion in the corresponding period. Their profit before tax is also down as a result of this, to around 100 million pounds versus 140 million before. Earnings per share is around, uh, I think, 78 and a half pence, down from 121 pence previously. Their net debt has actually gone from a net cash position to a net debt position. They were in a net cash position previously of 98.2 million pounds. And now they have a net debt position of 56 million. So it's nothing great in terms of their report. And a return on assets has also dropped from 24% in 2018. In fact, just on the 25% to 16.6%. They mentioned they've made some strong progress but I can't really see that much. For the dividend they're paying out, 58 pence per share, that gives them a divvy yield of something like 12%, or maybe even more, in fact, £6.88 per share divided by that 58 pence gives you whatever the dividend yield is. Or actually, you put the dividend yield over the price of the share and you times it by 100, and there you go, there's your dividend yield. In this case, you'd do 58 pence over 688 pence times 100 and uh, if we look at some of the progress that the company's made they have made 6507 total new homes in comparison to 6193 last year so they made a growth here but what worries me is that they haven't made higher revenues they are just victims i only assume to the macroeconomic environment being affected by Brexit. Their shares are down from £11. Those 52-week highs, in fact, achieved on the 12th of September 2018, so around this time last year. And the 52-week lows stand at around £5 per share, achieved around April, and they've double-bottomed there already, again in August, that is. Their price right now is something like 664 pence, assuming Tuesday's 4.35 auction closing price. I don't think that this is horrible news, though, because if we're talking about relative to their expectations, they have beat their expectations because the expectations were for the company Galliford Try to not do as well, seeing a weaker macroeconomic climate. And I can only assume that investors will take this positively because they're still able to maintain a dividend. They've got 2x 
pre exceptional profits. If we talk about actual earnings per share though, after exceptional items, they are something like one and a half times. So that's all right. It's sustainable, but it would be smarter to put the money back into the business. But a lot of these companies are just divvy value stocks, as investors like Warren Buffett would even put them. But uh, I can only assume that in the technical side, there is a breakout occurring. So the shares are probably going to test highs at around £7, 8 pence per share, and maybe just break through this level right now. So that will probably be today's focus level. We also have an RNS from UK Oil and Gas, otherwise known as UCOG. This is quite a popular stock, or at least has been in the past. I remember a couple of years back it spiked all the way from just a penny a share to, I can see on Google charts 8.4 pence, but I remember it hitting 10 pence. I tried to get shorts on it, in fact, I couldn't get them until around 6, but this company has ballooned in terms of its share price, in terms of its depreciation of cash maybe too, but uh, we have seen them mention today that they have acquired the 35% interest of Tellurian's interest in Horse Hill, the oil field that these guys are trying to just go forward in. And they are paying 12 million pounds for it, an 8 million initial consideration in pound terms on the completion of this deal. And then a 3 million deferred payment in UCOG shares or cash. If it's UCOG shares, look for further dilution. You could see convertible deals coming soon. Who knows? They've also got another million on top as a second deferred payment. And the first deferred payment of 3 million should be before the 31st of December. In fact, the 31st of December at the latest. And the second deferred payment of a million pounds should be before the 31st of March 2020. That's a bit worrying. If it's cash, look for UCOG to raise more money. If it's uh, in shares, probably going to be diminishing for shareholders. It's a little bit worrying there. The shares are trading at 1.27 pence per share, 52 week lows of around 0.83, and 52 week highs of around 2.17. So, creating a little bit of a picture from just those three numbers we can conclude that this is not the greatest of announcements, to say the least. Especially given the fact that this company, UK Oil & Gas, has a market cap of £77 million, and whoop de doo they are not revenue producing at all. And finally, in terms of pre-market updates, ATA Energy Limited has, as we predicted in the RNS quite a while back, when they did a joint venture with Premier Oil PLC, we can see that they are going to raise money. They've proposed to raise up to $10 million at a placing. That's not the greatest thing to see. But we're talking $10 million in terms of Australian dollars. It's a book build being completed and managed by Senkos Securities PLC and Hartley's in Australia. Well, Senkos is in the UK, Hartley's is in Australia. And I think it's equivalent to 0.07 pence per share. If we have a quick look at 88 Energy shares, that is, I 
gone to the wrong ticker symbol. Their close price the day before was 0.73 pence per share, so this isn't much of a discount. On the Australian shares, it says it's 20%. I can only assume the shares dropped yesterday on maybe rumours of that, because it was a discount of around 10%, if not 9 or 8 because 0.76 to 0.7 isn't the greatest of things. In fact, shares in the company could fall lower in my opinion, because this is a discount to the Australian listing, meaning it's not exactly 0.07 pence per share, but it could be 0.065 odd. The reason we predicted 88 Energy to actually raise money had been because on their quarterly update released something like on the 31st of July 2019 they mentioned that as of the 30th of June they had cash resources of 6.9 oh, sorry 6.7 million dollars and they had about 400,000 dollars held in JV partner accounts that's nothing bad to see the only issue is with the projects that these guys are doing right now and the JV that they signed with Premier, they've got a contribution on their end that they have to meet and that would exceed 10 million. So I only assume that they raised 10 million on top to be a little bit safer because this company has decent management. The only issue is that I guess the negotiation of this deal didn't go in the greatest way considering 8 Energy was talking about doing this themselves, creating value equivalent to multi billion barrel potential. Not the greatest thing considering they only retain 30% in the asset and they do have an option to earn 50% by spending 15 million. So I can only assume if their Charlie one well in area A is successful, they're probably going to work towards that. This placing might even go towards that to be honest. If they spend as much as they can, they can get more of the asset because there is this option. I think that is uh, quite helpful. Premier still owns the majority stake at the moment. But anyways, if we look at the 52-week movement in the shares, we have highs at around 1.4 pence per share, lows at what will probably be made today. I mean, I just say the placing level of 0.7, but I'm really confident that this placing is going to be below the current uh, London Stock Exchange equivalent, but not the Australian exchange the TSX as they're listed on. To move on to a little bit of a bonus for our pre-market episode as we will probably be having delays in uploading today. We don't know how long unfortunately our third party hosting software just decided to have maintenance today. It's out of our control and it's out of their control. Think of it as in terms of running a business it gets difficult. You can't be perfect all the time. Well I think there is a setup in Metro Bank for a trade and I've been mentioning a lot on my Twitter. In fact, shout out to Essa. He had uh, messaged me asking about what my thoughts are. And I really think that Metro Bank is mega bullish above 289.5. But to be safe, I'm saying 291 spot 5. So that's £2.91 spot 5 pence per share otherwise known as 295 and a half pence per share. I can see that breakout. And if I look a little bit right now on my laptop at the daily, there is 
not much of a resistance ahead. The only thing I can see is resistance at around 320. If I'm talking deeper indicators, if we're talking 50 day moving averages, that's 366 at the current price of 280. Assume that they break 290, we'll just say 290 for the sake of measurement. But realistically, I'd be buying 291 and a half. I would buy 290 only if the price breaks and bounces back because that would act as the previous support. But I'd ideally look to get into it before the breakout, but we'll see really. But say the price breaks above that 291 and a half, the 50 day moving average is at 366 spot seven. That gives at least 20% upside movement. It's a decent trade, MACD oscillators turning up. It's relatively neutral in terms of RSI. The RSI of the company is around 38, 39, nothing horrible there. And the range has been slowing down a little bit in a sense that it's narrowing. The price can break out above 291.5 or break down below 250. There isn't a range of a thousand pence per share or then then lows of 280, whatever. Nah, this is basically the, the most deep chop you'll see in a while. It's either below 20, uh, 250 and probably crash to more new lows or above, we'll say 290, one and a half, and you've got movement up to 360. I look to open a trade. There are two opportunities, right? Either I buy on a break of 291 and a half if I can catch it. If I can't catch it, then I will look to buy on a retest of this support level I mentioned earlier at 289 and a half or 290-ish. If I can get 290, that would be really cool. If I can't, it doesn't matter. Once again, these are set up ideas. I'm just looking at the daily in this sense because if I open at 290, I'll set my stop around 280 because this share is very volatile. It has teased breaking out many a time and has literally tested more new lows. So we can't be that confident that it will maintain, but one can only hope with this share. But if I do open at around 290, say on a bounce, instead of getting my 291 half breakout opportunity, that's being the test of support, I would target around 360. That's a nice 20% return for, for a share that has just been delivering depreciating returns for literally months. I mean, they raise money at something like 390 or 400 pence per share. And the shares are right now trading at 280 pence. They have addressed liquidity issues. They're just being heavily shorted. The shorters will probably start to close. I assume there's a lot of bullish momentum right now on the stock and it can only get more positive in this situation because the stocks are trading at a discount to book value of something like 80%. It's ridiculous to say the least, unless they were to deliver, I don't know, a profit warning. They've already released quite a few, I think three or four. <laughs> there isn't really much downside to see. You've had directors purchasing. Vernon Hill is buying shares, I believe. Uh, his wife had bought a hundred grand's worth of shares at around this price. I know that's nothing compared to their net worth, but it is something positive to consider nevertheless. In fact, if we look at this, the four hourly chart, we can see a chop ever since August, in fact, July the 22nd, 
where all the averages had been turning down and they're now getting closer together to the point where the price will either break out now or break down and I am under the impression assuming there are no other things that I don't know of that the shares will break out and the targets go all the way up to in fact we can use 366 if we're talking on a daily sense because that gives the greatest target but if I look at the hourly I want to quickly analyze if I've got any tighter targets actually no if we break 288 which is one of the exponential moving averages I use we will target that there, there is really nothing beyond it which is amazing it's one of the more lower risk trades that I've seen in a while I'm including this in today's podcast because I'm quite confident on it I looked to open on a break of 291 and a half on a break outside if I don't get that I'm gonna probably open 290 I mean the exact number would be 289 and a half but I really want to get the price so I'm gonna put 290 if this fills this will look absolutely amazing in terms of reliability if it doesn't well I've said my stops at 280 so I'll be cut out for around 3.3% of a loss after cost probably 4% it's not bad but uh, it's not great either we'll see it it's a simple trade using some moving averages the things that we've been covering a lot including on our chart packs and I hope this helps you guys think a little bit more creatively on the technical side other than the fundamental side which many of us just focus on so that wraps up today's episode of the Quantum Cast. I've been your host Ryan Kia. I've got so much stuff to do today. First stop is the post office. But uh, I really wish you all a wonderful trading day ahead. And I hope some of the things we talked about today will help you in your day ahead, but also your trading week ahead. I've been your host Ryan Kia. Until next time.